It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. WTAW News Time is five minutes after six. It's 69 degrees. We'll take a look at your forecast after the news. Brought to you by RM Mullinix, trusted AC service since 1948. MullinixAC.com. Good morning. I'm Chelsea Reber. A Brazos County grand jury is indicted, and a Brian man has been arrested on a charge of intoxication manslaughter from a crash last October on Villa Maria, a block west of Texas. According to the Bryan Police arrest report, the blood alcohol level of the driver, 29-year-old Contavion Lewis, was 0.118. The impact of the rear of Lewis's car striking a telephone pole killed a backseat passenger, Alexandra Gutierrez, and sent Lewis and the front seat passenger to the hospital. Lewis is jailed in lieu of a $20,000 bond. A Brian Mann is booked in the Brazos County Jail for the 26th time in 22 years after he was arrested for DWI with three prior convictions. This follows a traffic stop by Brian Police around 2.30 in the morning when an officer saw a car failing to signal twice. The officer followed the car for two blocks before it pulled into a driveway. 46-year-old Willie Johnson Jr., who was arrested after failing field sobriety tests, is held in lieu of a $10,000 bond. A state prison inmate escapee is dead after investigators believe he killed a family of five staying at a vacation home between Dallas and Houston. Thankfully, he's no longer on the streets. Robert Hurst of the Texas Department of Criminal Justice says Gonzalo Lopez was in a pickup that was stolen from a home west of Centerville. That's where law enforcement found the bodies of one adult and four children who had arrived from the Houston area the same day or day before. Concerned relatives were unable to make contact with them by phone. They then notified local law enforcement. Hours later, the pickup was found and crashed after running over spike strips south of San Antonio in Jordanton. He was armed with reportedly an AR-15 and a pistol. None of the law enforcement officers in the shootout were injured. In May of last year, the College Station City Council approved allowing staff to review a more than $2 million loan application from a nonprofit agency wanting to create transitional housing for 18 to 25-year-olds who age out of the foster care system. An update was given at the last council meeting by the board president of Unlimited Potential. Jackie Flagg says the cost is the same whether they convert 50 units of a closed nursing home on Anderson Street into 25 apartments or demolish and build something new. It has been sitting empty for almost three years. The condition of the building is in worse shape than we had envisioned. Flag says revenue to pay the loan would come from federal government housing vouchers, but she brought up the red tape. For instance, they could lose their apartments because they have a homeless friend living with them so that the friend can be safe. This is against HUD rules. 
or they failed to tell HUD that they lost their job. This is against HUD rules. Council members supported Mayor Carl Mooney's request to bring up the unlimited potential project in a future workshop meeting to consider how the city can financially support the project. The founder of Bucky's is donating $50 million towards establishing a new academic center at Texas A&M. The Applin Center, named for Arch Applin III, class of 1980, will offer new university programs in hospitality, retail studies, and food product development. The center will be built across the street from the Texas A&M Hotel and Conference Center at the intersection of Welburn Road and the pedestrian tunnel. A construction timeline has not been announced. And a change to the WTAW lineup begins next week. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton join WTAW from 11 to 2 starting Monday. WTAW news time is 8 minutes after 6. It's 69 degrees. This look at news is brought to you by RM Mullinix. More news at 630 or online at WTAW.com. I'm Chelsea Reber for 1620-945 WTAW. It is 611. Good morning, the Infomaniacs. Glad you're with us this morning. Let's have a look at the weather. It's brought to you by Malik Heating and Air together with Carrier. Keep your cool when the temperatures rise. Front of the line service, $0 diagnostic and never an overtime charge. For total protection plan members, Malik, feel the difference. For today, overall, we're looking at a mix of clouds and some with a few scattered showers and or thunderstorms around, especially so during this afternoon. It's going to be hot, too, with high temperatures at or just a bit over 90. Tonight, fair warm, low to mid-70s with a few clouds around. Mostly sunny with a chance of a pop-up shower Saturday afternoon. Hot again, in fact, 92 to 96 by then. And Sunday will feature fair and hot weather temperatures again in the 90s. This is meteorologist Gary Best, 1620, 94.5 WTAW. And I'm Zach Taylor on WTAW. Coming up in sports, finally, it is the opening day of the College Station Regional Texas A&M Baseball Set to take the field first against Oral Roberts. So we'll hear from uh, Game 1 starter Micah Dallas coming up. Also, Aggie Athletics Director Ross Bjork says the next time that A&M and Texas meet on the gridiron, the game will be played at Kyle Field. We'll talk about that in sports. Huh. They've already made a deal then, huh? Uh, yeah. I don't. Uh, according to Bjork, uh, Texas doesn't really have much of a, a say in the matter. That's what he's saying. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. As things should be. As sh- as things should be. Yep. So, uh, so it's Friday. It is. And it's that, Friday. That's kind. Of, it's sixty nine degrees. It feels nicer than that outside. That's what it says. Yeah, feels kind of cool out there. I mean, sixty nine's pretty nice, Scott. Well, it is. But I just thought, you know, we've done sixty fours and stuff like that. So anyway, uh, um, we we apparently have a new feature that one of our services is presenting us every Friday. It is the week in science. Ooh. Okay. Man, I know that Chelsea. I know you're excited about that, but. Pop- uh, yeah. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Some lunar dust from the first moon mission that's been partially digested by cockroaches mm-hmm. is up for auction. Why would we want because, cockroach? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the, but but uh, back then, see, they, they were worried that it might be toxic. Mm-hmm. So they basically made the cockroaches eat them. Uh oh! Oh, just to see what happens. Where's so, Peta? I know. So exactly. Where's Peta for cockroaches? But anyway, um, yeah, it's out there and available. The bid right now is at twenty-one thousand four hundred and thirty-eight dollars. What? Which is kind of strange. And but. we've talked about it. Anything could be. How do we know that it's moon dust? And and they does I, it have a sticker that verifies it, like signatures? It's NASA. You have to take their word for it. Sure. I mean, we I do. guess that's probably right. But I mean, they've they've put together a little um, diorama thing, I guess, if mm-hmm. you will, and the an exhibit deal. It has a picture of NASA, a really old picture of NASA. Um, it also has a. Uh, 
the first day of the first landing of the moon, the first day of issue stamp that was put out by the Postal Service. So they've got that there. They have a little story about how the cockroaches had to eat the moon soil. And uh, let me see. And then the one of the three species of uh, insects that were fed the lunar sample. So they've also got a cockroach body there for you. Oh, uh, good. so you can see that. Mm. And um, yeah, that 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 basically is uh, is what. Oh, and they they do have a, a a plaque, a replica plaque that Richard Nixon signed. He was president. That also has the uh, signatures of the astronauts. So all that could be yours for twenty three. Well. Yeah, you're going to have to bid successfully. The next bid would have to be $23,582. And uh, it ends on June 23rd, so... I'll make a note here, and we'll, we'll... We'll see how high it gets. Yeah, we'll yeah. get back to see how, how that is. But, no, I, I agree with you, Zach. I mean, it it looks to me like uh, graphite, you know, that you... Right. Like a little powder, powdered graphite. And I'm just, just saying I need a certificate a or something. A little bit. Well, I know what... Yeah, you sound like... Uh, what's his name on uh, Palm Stars? Like... <laughs> Sorry, that's the best I can do. Yeah, Rick, I'm going to need to see the certificate yeah. of authenticity. Thank you. I got a guy who's a specialist in moon dust. Oh, I'm going to go get him if that's okay. Info. Nation. So I'm assuming they extracted this moon dust out of uh, cockroach species? No. Oh, well, I think, no, what happened is it, it got stuck properly on the astronauts while they were there. And then they, yeah, they scraped it off and they let the uh, the cockroaches eat it. But, but ma- yeah, where did it come out yeah, of? That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, like, is it? They just grind you? up the cockroaches. <laughs> and you get a little cockroach bit. Mm. Good morning. It's 617. It's the Infomaniacs. You can call us or text us. Be a part of the show if you'd like to do that. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. 979-695-1620. So it's a hug an atheist day. (laughs) Okay. All right, there you are. (laughs) They're going to come up a lot in conversation. Uh, I don't think so. It's chocolate macaroon day. Now, see, we had uh, the regular macaroon that we had a discussion about earlier this week. Mm Mm-hmm. But Which this apparently coconut usually, just the right? uh, yep yep okay. this would be the chocolate one. It's a uh, love conquers all day. So there you go. It's egg day. Eggs pretty okay. good. Yeah, you know, I, I love like eggs. eggs. Yeah, yep. yeah. And um, so many things you can do with eggs. Absolutely, it's a uh, repeat day. I'm not sure what what that is. Or okay, what it it's means. repeat day. Yeah, uh, repeat day. It's yep. repeat day. Yep, it is. It's it's gun violence awareness day. Mm. I think we're probably all pretty it's well timely. In, uh, yes, in that. And it's, of course, Donut Day, as we've oh, mentioned yeah. before. Today is, uh, and those are, there's also one in November, but uh, this is the one we're going to celebrate today. Yeah, okay. and the Salvation Army will be at all of the Shipley's Donuts locations this morning with their red kettles, collecting money. And uh, I'm pretty sure every donut place in town is probably doing some kind of some free kind donut of, promo. Yep. That's probably right. All right, birthdays. Birthdays for today. Rafael Nadal is turning 36 today. He's actually going to be in action later on this morning. Uh, tennis superstars beating Roger Federer 10 of the 14 times they played. He is in action in the uh, French Open semifinals today, so he's turning 36. Anderson Cooper is turning 55 today, the Silver Fox himself for CNN. Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- where did he get his start, Scott? Do you know? Has he always been with CNN? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's a Vanderbilt. He his mother was a Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. uh, and I've, I've seen one of their houses. But anyways, he's turning 55. Uh, James Purifoy is turning 58. Mark Anthony on HBO's Rome. Uh, he also played Joe Carroll on The Following. And, uh, oh, gosh, I cannot recall the name of the show. Uh, but it was he, it was him and his buddy, and they like lived in East Texas, and it was set back in the 80s. But anyways, he's turning 58 today. Dan Hill is 68, Canadian pop genius. Sometimes when we touch, the honesty's too much. Oh, yeah. And I have to close my 
Nothing? Y'all got nothing no, on that? No. Huh? That's nothing. a good song. I have nothing. That's no. a good song. No. Anyways, uh, Dan Hill's turning 68 today. Denise Williams is turning 71 today. Had this little ditty. That was on the soundtrack for Footloose back oh, in 1985, sure. yeah. Yeah. starring Kevin Bacon. Uh, but Denise Williams is turning 71 years of age today. And Chuck Barris was born on this date in 1929, developed the dating game, the newlywed game, the gong show. And, of course, he was an assassin for the CIA, correct? He was, yes. yeah. But, uh, anyways, he was born on the state in 1929. He claimed to be... Right. Assassin. Yep. Whether he was or not is yet to be seen. Happy birthday to the three-point goal. Oh. The uh, NBA Board of Governors voted to make the three-point goal a permanent part of pro basketball. And that was rather late, right? 1980. Yeah. 1980. I mean, it's 40 years now, but still, yep, they played for a long time before they did that. All right. Let me see. On um, Saturday, we got drawing day. Okay. okay, pen and ink and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Hug your cat day. Okay. <laughs> if you and your cat get along that well, that's sure. great. Uh, Black Bear Day. It's cheese day. Mm. Ooh, I have a story about cheese today. Love cheese. Yeah, cheese is uh, probably bad for the environment. We're finding that oh, out. Oh, jeez. Mm. I know. Everything's bad for the environment. Yeah, you got to pick and choose, right? It's cognac day. Okay. Oh. Family recreation day. Y'all go out and do something fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, learn to row day. That's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we know, know that. How to do it. Sort of how to do it, <laughs> yeah. Pineapple day. It's oh. a day of its own, and it's tomorrow. I'm All a big right. pineapple fan. Shopping yeah. cart day. Uh, the reason that is is because in 1937, at a grocery store in Oklahoma City, Sylvan Goodman introduced the shopping cart. Okay. It basically was uh, just wheels and a folding basket right there. Is and that like the buggy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. It's and, called buggy in some places. And oh, if yeah. You, and if you think about that, I mean, that has clearly revolutionized the grocery business. Oh, yeah. Because mm. if you oh, my gosh, yeah. only buy what you could carry, you were in the grocery store all the time. But anyway, so that's uh, that's that. All right, and birthdays. Birthdays for tomorrow. Uana Chaplin is turning 36. She is Rom Stark's wife on Soap Opera with Swords, R.I.P. She's also the granddaughter of Charlie Chaplin, if you were mm. wondering. She's got a lead role in the next four of James Cameron's Avatar movies. Oh, okay. Uh, she's got, got four more? Anyway, she's turning 36. Bar Raffelli is turning 37. I'm a fan. Uh, Israeli model. Mm. Uh, she used to be uh, not not married, but she and Leonardo DiCaprio were a thing. But she's great Sports Illustrated Swimsuit mm-hmm. Edition. She's in times. NCIS Los Angeles in a semi-continuing role. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but she's starting. Th- Can she act? Well, she's okay, yeah. Okay. She's all right. All right, she's turning 37. Robin Lord Taylor is turning 44. He plays the Penguin on Gotham. Uh, he's been in a few other things as well, but he's 44. Angelina Jolie ah. is 47 tomorrow. So congratulations to her. <laughs> uh, I watched The the Eternals, which was a, uh, an, oh, yeah, a Marvel I've seen movie. That. And, yeah, she was in that, along mm-hmm. with uh, the guy who played Rob Stark on Soap Opera right. Swords. But, anyways, <laughs> Angelina Jolie is turning 47 today. Russell Brand is 47 as well. Interesting dude. Uh, he's got he's got opinions on things, but Russell Brand is 47. Of course, he's an actor, singer. Noah Wiley is 51 tomorrow. Hmm. Dr. John Carter on ER. Tom Mason on Falling Skies. But, of course, he is Flynn Carson on The Librarians. He's 51. Hmm. L. DeBarge is 61 tomorrow. Lots of jerry curls and wispy mustaches oh, in this man. music video. Yes. Holy cow, they all look alike. But anyways, uh, El DeBarge of DeBarge is turning 61 tomorrow. Keith David is 66 tomorrow. He was in John Carpenter's They Live. 
and the 1981 version of The Thing. He was also the dad, and there's something about Mary. He was Mary's dad. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which was pretty funny. And I watched a movie with him uh, called The Quick and the Dead, which is kind of a cult classic, I guess. Sam Raimi uh, is the guy who directed it. And it's got Gene Hackman, Leonardo DiCaprio, Russell Crowe, uh, Sharon Stone, and Keith David's in it as well. He also does the voices for the Marines commercials. Oh, okay. If you're mm-hmm. familiar with the mm-hmm. few, the proud of the Marines. But anyways, he's 66. Michelle Phillips of the Mamas and the Papas. Yeah. She is turning 78 tomorrow. Monday, Monday. So good to me. It's actually Saturday, Saturday. Yeah, it is. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, she is turning Only surviving member, of course. Yep. Uh, Bruce Dern is 86 tomorrow. Oh, man. Man, take your pick. He's done a lot of stuff. It only says here that he's Laura Dern's father and he was in The Hateful Eight. Yeah, well, yeah. That's they, it, yeah, really? They don't know. Uh, anyways, yeah. he's 86. He was in The Cowboys. He played a baddie in that one. Uh, and Freddie Fender was born uh, on June 4th, 1937, passed away in 2006. Wasted days and wasted nights. Of course, he was from Texas, correct? Yeah, Valdemar Huerta is his real Valdemar name. Valdemar Huerta yeah. was his real name, but he went by Freddie Fender to mm. those who listen to his music. But there you go. <laughs> All right, and Saturday, Sunday, it's uh, Apple II Day. That's the computer type thing. Uh, it's Hot Air Balloon Day. It's Cancer Survivors Day. Salute all them. Mm-hmm. Uh, frozen Yogurt Day. Oh, Gingerbread yeah. Day. World Environment Day. And Veggie Burger Day. Oh. Yeah. All right, birthday Sunday. Birthdays for Sunday. Sounds sad. Troy, uh, I think I'm pronouncing the name right. Troy Seven is starting 27. Had mm-hmm. this little ditty with Ariana Grande. We can just dance to this. So there you go. Okay. That's apparently their biggest hit. Uh, 2.1 million likes. Thanks. Almost 200 million views on YouTube. But Troy Seven is turning 27. Sophie Lowe is 32 on Sunday. Alice on Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. Lena on A&E's The Returned, but she is 32. Pete Wentz is 43 on Sunday. Fallout Boy bassist married Ashley Simpson. They're divorced now. Their son's name is Brox Mowgli. Okay. So there you go. He's turning 43. Nick Kroll is 44, star of the Netflix adult animation sitcom Big Mouth. Uh, he was uh, Ruxin on uh, The League, if you're a fan mm. of that on FX, oh, okay. but he's 44. Lisa Weil is 45 Sunday. Bonnie on How to Get Away with Murder. She played Rory's best friend Paris yes. on Gilmore Girls. Uh-huh. And I think it's Liza. Oh, Liza. Mm-hmm. Okay, her too, but she's 45. Mark Wahlberg is 51, highest paid actor in 2017, earned $68 million wow. that year. Uh, but take your take your pick. And he also produces a lot of stuff. He mm-hmm. gets a lot of money from that. I think he produced uh, Entourage and some other things. Brian McKnight is turning 53 on Sunday. Doggone it, I didn't pull it up. But back at one, <laughs> teaching everyone how to count down. Oh, yeah. He's uh, 53. Ron Livingston, 55. Uh, superstar, two bona fide cult classics. Uh, Office Space and Swingers, mm-hmm. but he's 55. Jeff Garland is 60 Sunday. The dad on the Goldbergs was also Larry David's manager, Jeff on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm. Kenny G is 66 on Sunday. What do you get the man who has everything, including uh, great hair, uh, but he's 66 playing. Hair, yeah, he's playing. What? Kenny care. G doesn't. Oh, Scott, you're just jealous. I haven't seen him lately. Who knows? You're just, yeah, jealous. I'm just jealous. By the way, Kenny G is scratch golfer. Huh, you didn't know that. Uh, Freddie Stone, 75 on Sunday, Sly and the Family Stone. And Bill Moyers is 88 on Sunday, wow. American journalism legend. Biggest thing to hit PBS since Burton Ernie. 
WTAW News Time is 632. It is 69 degrees. We'll take a look at your forecast coming up after the news. Brought to you by Batteries Plus Bulb. Stop in and save on Duracell Ultra Boat, RV, and Lawn and Garden Batteries. See website for offer details and limitations. Good morning. I'm Chelsea Reber. Three weeks after a state prison inmate escaped between Dallas and Houston, he is killed in a shootout with law enforcement south of San Antonio. Robert Hurst at the Texas Department of Criminal Justice says Gonzalo Lopez was driving a pickup that was missing from a vacation home near Centerville where law enforcement found the bodies of one adult and four children from the Houston area. All indications are that we believe that it's him based upon evidence that's at the crime scene. After the truck crash near Jordanton, Lopez was reportedly armed with an AR-15 and a pistol. And began firing back at the officers. They in turn fired back at him, striking him and killing him. None of the law enforcement officers in the shootout were injured. We can close the book on the fact that he's no longer on the streets. Hearst says a review is underway of the circumstances that allowed Lopez to free himself and take a prison transport bus. College Station police officers responding to a 911 hang-up call Wednesday afternoon dealt with two family disputes that resulted in the arrests of a mother and son. According to CSPD arrest reports, officers arrived during an argument between two men. 21-year-old Quentin Hargraves told officers he had put a man into a headlock and had squeezed his throat. The arrest reports also stated that Hargraves' mother, 44-year-old Charisma Green, entered her daughter's home without permission and took two dogs and a television. Green told officers that the dogs were living in poor conditions. Hargraves was arrested for assault causing bodily injury and green for burglary of a habitation and misdemeanor theft. A college station woman tells police a man enters her apartment without her permission. He sexually assaults her until the victim's children come home and it takes a neighbor to get the man out of the apartment. According to the college station police arrest report, officers find the man the next day. He says the contact was consensual. The day after that, 38-year-old Joshua Curtis O'Brien is arrested on a charge of burglary of a habitation with the intent to commit a felony. Curtis, who was in the Brazos County Jail for the 28th time in 18 years, is held in lieu of a $150,000 bond. A Brian man reported to the Brazos County Jail on Wednesday, two months after admitting to crimes he committed more than five years ago. A plea agreement between 41-year-old Kevin Brown Jr. and the district attorney's office includes a two-and-a-half-year prison sentence for evading arrest with a vehicle. That punishment also includes assaulting a law enforcement officer. Both crimes took place in Bryan in April 2017. Brown was also indicted on a robbery charge, but that was not mentioned in the plea agreement. Online records show Brown was out on bond for all but one week following his arrest. Before the plea agreement, three trial dates were set before the pandemic and five trial dates during the pandemic. Online records also show this is the 19th time Brown's been in jail dating back to January of 2000. Bill Oliver, 1620-945 WTAW. College Station City Council members decide to hold a future workshop about the continued effort of a local nonprofit agency to create transitional housing for 18 to 25-year-olds who age out of the foster care system. The board president of Unlimited Potential, Jackie Flagg, said they're working with young adults who spend their teenage years in group housing. They are given few responsibilities and are not taught that everyday living skills that we teach our children in order to get ready for adulthood. 
When they age out of the foster system, these youth usually do not have a high school diploma. Matter of fact, they might not even be close to grade level. Last year, the council agreed to let staff review a more than $2 million loan application using federal grant money, which would be pe- which would be paid back with federal housing vouchers. At the last meeting, Mayor Carl Mooney received support to continue discussing how the city can financially support the project. I can tell you from my own experience at the university, I have come into contact over the years with children. I, I hesitate to call them children because they're young adults, actually. Flag said the cost is about the same to either convert 50 units of a closed nursing home on Anderson Street into 25 apartments or demolish and build something new. Bucky's is coming to Texas A&M in the form of a new building and new academic programs. A&M is getting $50 million from the founder of the convenience store chain. The gift from Arch Applin III, a 1980 Aggie graduate, is going towards a building that will host new A&M programs in hospitality, retail studies, and food product development that includes viticulture, fermentation processes, coffee, and food science. The Applin Center will be located near Kyle Field in A&M's Hotel and Conference Center. A&M officials tell WTW News there is no construction timeline or an architect's rendering of the building design because the university quote literally just made the deal and a change to the wtw lineup starts next week clay travis and buck sexton join wtw from 11 to 2 starting monday wtw news time is 6 37 it is 69 degrees this look at news is brought to you by batteries plus bulbs more news at the top of the hour i'm chelsea reber for 16 20 94.5 wtaw 639 the infomaniacs on a friday thanks for being here here's the weather it's brought to you by shipwreck grill proudly serving the brasses valley with some of the best seafood delicious burgers great cocktails fun relaxing atmosphere open seven days a week stop in and see wade mary and the crew at shipwreck grill here are your numbers we'll have a combination of cloud and sunshine through much of today with a few scattered afternoon showers and storms returning high temperatures will be 87 to 92 tonight some scattered clouds low temperature low 70s and just widely scattered showers posted here for saturday afternoon with mostly sunny skies it'll be a hot day too, mid 90s more of the same on sunday except no rain mostly sunny sunday high temperature near 95. This is meteorologist Gary Best, 1620-945 WTAW. And I'm Zach Taylor on WTAW. Coming up in sports, Texas A&M Baseball taking on Oral Roberts this afternoon in the College Station Regional. We'll hear from Aggie right-hander Micah Dallas coming up. Also, when the Aggies and the Longhorns meet back up on the gridiron, the game will take place at Kyle Field. That's according to Aggie Athletics Director Ross Bjork, and we'll touch on some high school postseason baseball in sports. There you go. Uh, So the president uh, spoke to the uh, nation last night. President Biden calling for universal background checks for all gun purchases. Stronger background checks are something that the vast majority of Americans, including the majority of gun owners, agree on. To repeal the liability shield for gun manufacturers for a ban on high-capacity magazines and assault weapons or to raise the age to buy a gun from 18 to 21. Over the last two decades, more school-age children have died from guns than on-duty police officers and active-duty military combined. Urging Congress to act in the wake of several mass shootings, including at a Texas elementary school. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. So there you go. Uh, And there's plenty of talk, of course, up front. There's a whole bunch of, uh, you know, kabuki stuff that they always do in politics. But apparently they they are discussing things, at least uh, behind closed doors. 
Kentucky Republican Senator Rand Paul says talking about some changes to gun laws is a good thing. But he told the Fox News Rundown podcast some answers may not lie in government. For example, if you look at uh, the leading cause of poverty in our country, it's having children before you're married. But it's very difficult to have a law passed to make sure that people wait to have children. He said there should be a bigger focus on those who make threats. The recent case in New York, uh, the guy said he was going to kill his uh, classmates and commit suicide. And he said he was joking, they let him go. I think if you say something like that, prosecute him. Texas Republican Senator John Cornyn says he's begun discussions with Democrats over possible gun law changes. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. So there is some talk going on. And yeah. we'll see. Well, in, in these each of one of these cases I know is is its own entity, I guess, and everything that went along with it. But you look at what happened in Uvalde and some of the background that they've found into that person that committed those atrocities. And there were some pretty telltale signs yep. that that person And there usually right. are. I mean, right. I know you said, like, you know, every case is different. And, and obviously, you know, every situation is different. But, I, I, I mean, I would the majority of the time they're able to look back and say, oh, wow, look, right. at, all, look at all those red and, flags. And, and I'm, I'm putting the onus squarely on the person that committed the act. But at the same time... People around them, if they realize that that is going on, they need to do everything they can to, one, get that person help, and two, make sure that they cannot commit something like this. Quite often the problem is they are close to that person on some level, and for that reason they can't project out to what the end result is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's true, and they don't want to get that person in trouble. Right, and they say, oh, gosh, yeah, they're a friend or they're an acquaintance or I care what happens to them, and if I say something, then all of a sudden, and again, as, as Senator Paul said, you know, if somebody makes a threat, then you need to go after them. You right. need to stop it right there. Right. So, and, <clears throat> and these red flags, I mean, they will work if people report things. But if nobody reports anything, then I don't know necessarily if they're going to be as effective as they want them to be. And likewise, each community now can respond based on, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day. It was probably, uh, can you imagine if this incident would have happened, for instance, in February, in the middle of the school year? Uh, how would the schools have reacted? Would it have been a different situation with only a, a day or two left in school? We could, quote, get the kids out of school and then move on to, to talk about this. But I'm, I'm wondering, especially when you consider a place like Texas that has so many schools. Again, there are more 10 percent of all the school districts in America are in Texas. So each of those school districts, I'm sure, is looking at their campuses and deciding what we can do to make sure that some of these things don't happen on our campus. Yeah. And that's not a legislative thing. That's a thing that you do to try to make your kids as safe as possible when they're in school. Right? Yeah, and I think everybody will be on board with that. It's a sad fact of life because, I mean, Scott, you remember, and even when Chelsea and I were in school, campuses, for the most part, were open. I mean, I, we had we had like a little guard shack or whatever, so people that were coming in and out to the parking lot. But right. I don't remember ever happened to have someone check in at the office before they went to a classroom or picked up their oh, kid or I, anything I like that. Oh, I at least disagree with, at least about my high school. Oh, y'all had to check oh, in and oh, stuff? Oh, yeah, definitely. But you didn't, yeah. you don't have a fence or anything like that? Yes, you we didn't, did. did you Our have, parking lot was gated. I did mean, y'all have it, locked doors? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. All <laughs> right. And, but, you see, that's the very thing. I mean, to this day, within a 50-mile radius of Bryan College Station are schools that don't have a lot of those things. Right. Oh, sure, yeah. And, you know, the the way that schools were built were 
okay, this is a wing for this grade, this is a wing for this grade. And there were certainly situations regularly where kids would be walking outside between buildings. I mean, that that was a, a regular thing that, mm-hmm. that we certainly had in the schools that I grew up in, oh, which yeah. were some of the first schools built, of course, in College Station. But just the way that the architecture has changed has made a difference. But now they will do everything that they can to harden those sites right there. And I'm sure the federal government's going to come along and dump some money on it. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But what will come out of this is people looking at, man, what kind of a sleepy little town was Uvalde before this happened? And now everything has descended on them. And they're being scrutinized to a tremendous extent. There is no doubt about the things that were done. But that way, school districts can quietly learn from the situation that happened there. And those can be some changes that we see. And and maybe this is going a little too in-depth on this. I know that we've got lots of stuff that you'd probably love to cover. But, you know, when you look at these kinds of situations and the history uh, of the United States, obviously guns have been around for a long time. And, you know, talking to my father, and I'm sure, Scott, you remember too, I mean, kids would come to school with guns in the gun rack, oh, right? Yeah, I mean, doubt, they, sure. they would either get done with duck hunting or something like that before yeah. class, mm-hmm. and they would come, they would park their truck, it would sit out there, and that, that's where it stayed. And I'm not saying that there weren't people that were that were wanting to do evil uh, throughout the history. Obviously, there's been plenty of folks that have done that, but I just, it, it's not, guns are not a new thing, but for some reason now the the sanctity of life has been lessened, I think, by so many people. They don't they don't view the sanctity of life in the same way that they used to. Well, of course, the, part of that, though, what, what, what people say to you is, look, a fight used to just be a fight. If a gun is available, then it becomes escalated. Is that, right. I mean, is that where we're going? The, the idea that you can just argue and you can uh, meet in the parking lot and, and fist it out, or maybe somebody would have a knife, but when somebody has a gun, then it changes things, and that's the reason that I think uh, that, that's a little bit different. But... Right. Yeah, your point is correct that when I went to school, sure, there were kids who had gun racks in their pickup trucks and the guns were in them. <clears throat> That's just that was the way that it was. All right. 647. Good morning, sports fans. I'm Zach Taylor. Your morning sports update on 1620 94.5 WTAW. And the sports update is brought to you by Coleman and Patterson. Get true market value for your farm and ranch, heavy machinery, trailers and more. Contact ColemanandPatterson.com about their next live and online simulcast auction. It's 6.52. Texas A&M Baseball kicks off its NCAA tournament run today as it takes on Oral Roberts in the College Station Regional. Aggie right-hander Micah Dallas gets the start on the mound and says he's looking forward to the moment. It's an honor. It really is. Um, I'm thankful for it. Thankful for the opportunity. Um, but like uh, Troy was saying, it's really just another game. And so can't make too big of a deal with it. Um, Coach Slosnagel was just telling us we're always going to deal with adversity and adrenaline. And so we got to be able to control that. And that's just kind of my mindset going into it. Now, it's not the first rodeo for Dallas, who appeared in two regionals during his time at Texas Tech. First pitch against the Golden Eagles is at 1 p.m. at Blue Bell with broadcast on Zone 1150 AM and 93.7 FM. The next time A&M and Texas meet on the gridiron, it'll be at Kyle Field. Aggie Athletics Director Ross Bjork tells the Houston Chronicle that as new members to the SEC, the Longhorns won't have a choice in the matter. Now, it's still unclear of when UT will be joining the conference, the Aggies and Horns haven't played in football since 2011. Mumford High Baseball saw its tremendous season come to an end last night following the Shiner 3-2 in Game 2 of the 2A Regional Finals. Mustangs coach Aaron Thomas says his team has enjoyed the support of the community during their historic run. We thank the fans indefinitely, and they're just they're, they're amazing. The kids have, have enjoyed the support. 
um, uh, that, that that they've brought, and, and it's just made it it's it's made this run uh, a lot more special uh, for everybody involved, and we're glad that we're glad that they've been a um, the fans and, and the community have been a large part of it. Thomas and the Mustangs will wrap up their year at 20-9. and nine. Now tonight, it's Franklin's turn as the Lions duke it out with Dieball in Game 1 of the 3A Regional Finals. First pitch is at 7 o'clock at Grand Oaks High School. The Brazos Valley Bombers picked up their first win of the year yesterday, rallying past the Acadiana Cane Cutters 6-4. Weatherford College product Cameron Well came up big at the plate, driving in two runs. The guys will be back at Edible Field again this evening to host Acadiana for Game 2 at 7. In the big leagues, nothing doing for the Texas Rangers as they fell to the Tampa Bay Rays 3-1. With the loss, Texas splits the four-game series. They'll be back at home this evening to host Seattle at 7. Now, it's the same time that the Houston Astros will pay a visit to the Kansas City Royals. Houston has been on a roll of late, winning four straight. Coverage is on, is, is on the zone. 18-year-old American Coco Goff has advanced to her first Grand Slam final after sweeping past Martina Trevisan yesterday at the French Open. She'll take on top seed Iga Schwantek tomorrow at Roland Garros. Now on the men's side of the court, 21-time major winner Rafael Nadal matches up with three-seed Alexander Zverev today in the semifinals. And the Boston Celtics shot over 50% from the arc to pull away from the Golden State Warriors last night, 120-108 in Game 1 of the NBA Finals. Al Horford finished with 26 points in the win. And that's been your morning sports update, brought to you by Coleman and Patterson on 1620-94.5-WTAW. I'm Zach Taylor. Hey, good morning. About three minutes till it's the Infomaniacs. We're in the WC Tractor Studio, your local award-winning Kubota New Holland dealer in Bryan and Navasota. So uh, it was on this date in 2016 that Muhammad Ali died. Mm. Oh, been that long, 74 huh? years old, yeah. Boxing yeah. takes a toll, man. It's really, uh, you know, it's interesting. I mean, I guess I've seen a lot of people that, that are famous, but having seen him in person, it was really, it was really pretty cool. He came to the A&M campus. And uh, what for? Uh, he was just he basically he was in his ambassador stage. Okay, I think. he came and he he talked to uh, came and talked, I believe, to the basketball team or the football team. What he, what anyway? What happened was word spread in the athletic department, and obviously a lot of athletes were able to get over there and mm. get a chance to to uh, at least see him. And that was the deal. Just I kind of saw him walking through campus, and that. That That's was cool. neat. Yeah, it is neat. He and Billy Graham, those are the two people I just went, wow, I've grown up seeing those people and mm-hmm. then seeing them you know, in, in, person in person was kind of interesting. Yeah. Anyway, he passed away at the age of 74 on uh, today's date. Uh, the Air Force Academy, happy birthday to them. They graduated their first class in 1959. And believe it or not, the miracle on 34th Street, right? You know, the movie? Yeah, thing. of course. It was released this weekend. Oh. This is the anniversary. I mean, I don't know what they were doing releasing it's it. The in, OG. In, yeah, in June or whatever. Interesting. But uh, that was 75 huh. years ago that that happened. I wow. mean, I, I've seen them, them release Christmas movies and stuff like that yeah. different times of the year. Yeah, right? So that's, no. uh, they did that, though. And then, of course, in 1974, what a great moment in history. A baseball PR stunt went bad when the 10 cent beer night yeah. was held at Cleveland's <laughs> Municipal Stadium. Oh, the man. The fans got so drunk and unruly that the Indians had to forfeit their game to the Texas Rangers. Yeah. It was tied 5 to 5 in the bottom of the ninth inning. They told them to go home and sober up. Go, go home. home. I mean, what? pass out just like loaves of bread Ex- on the way out. Exactly. Hot well, dog buns. And, and once again, you know, as if Cleveland already didn't have a reputation, they were able to put that down in sports history. Yeah. Which is, what were what they thinking? I know the very idea. 
And uh, Miss Aretha Franklin had her number one song in 1967 with respect at the top of the charts. That was 55 years ago. Wow. Okay, now that you feel old. There you go. Uh, anyway, it's going to be 91 or so today, about the same thing for tomorrow. Look, uh, maybe a 20 or 30% chance of rain. And then it starts getting warm. Sunday, we're looking at 97 for a high. Monday and Tuesday, we're going to be at 100 degrees. So just be ready for that. 69 right now, Brian Broadcasting Station, WTAW, College Station, Brian. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.